Yo, what's happening? This is the Tap In Podcast. I'm live in the studio at the Tap In Studio. We got a special guest in here with us today, man. Um, all the way from Funky Town, Texas. My man, Charleston White. How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm doing well, Black man. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Appreciate you for tapping in with us, man. We appreciate it. So, Oh, man, I appreciate you having me, man. Yeah, it's, it's a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. So what I wanted to do is, um, before we, I know I got a lot of stuff I want to ask you and a lot of stuff I want to cover. I want to just, you know, give some context to some of my viewers who may not be familiar with you, may be new to you. Um, you kind of just get your rundown and, you know, some of the stuff you've been doing in the community. Oh, man, a uh, community activist for the last 10 years, or, uh, you know, youth advocate, or, uh, uh, you know, just working with the youth in the community, man. You know, whether that's in the church or in the schools or at the juvenile detention center locally or at the county level, uh, as well as, you know, uh, those that commit to felony crimes such as murder and capital murder. Uh, and I work with those on the state level. Okay. Okay. Now, let me, what, what about you, um, what made you get into activism? What made that become your passion? Uh, I caught a murder case when I was a kid. Uh, yeah, me and my nigga killed the white man when I was a kid. Uh, and then grew up watching my mother. She was a foster parent uh, for, for Lena Poe Home and CPS. So uh, I saw all the kids who would be removed out of their homes, whether that was through child molestation, abuse, neglect. Uh, so I watched my mother do it. Uh, so uh, when I grew up, man, I discovered my purpose in life is to uh, work with children because I was an at-risk youth. Mm, okay, okay. That's what's up. Damn. And how long did you do time for that? You yeah, I've done, seven, I've done seven years on a 12-year sentence. Goodness. Okay. Man. Uh, and um, now, bring me back to the present day. You you have a, a youth, um, like a seven-day youth program that you do, right, in the Fort Worth? Uh, yeah, it's a non-profit. Well, it was a non-profit. I let the non-profit study go because uh, I realized a 501c3 and a nonprofit organization is just for a slick way for poor people to hustle other poor people and then well-to-do people to beg. Hmm. But you know, you don't get no tax benefits from, from doing that shit? I don't, want, I, don't, I don't want no tax benefits to help my people. Mm, okay. I mean, I'm doing it for the, I mean, I'm doing it for the tax benefits. I mean, that's, that's how the white folks is getting over. I, but why, but why would I want to do it like the white folks? See, I don't want to do it like the white folks. Mm, okay. Yeah, I, I want, I want, I want to do it like the niggas. And the niggas don't charge niggas to help niggas. Mm, okay, okay, I fuck with that. So, um, I got, I got a bunch of questions on here, man. So, on, the, on, I seen recently you posted something about about the game, about he, about some molestation or something like. That uh that he did back in 2012. What was uh, that about? Well, he got several. Of them. Yeah, he got he got several of them. About uh, like molesting kids. He has two separate. He has two. He had two separate accusations of involving of some underage girls. Yeah. Really? One out the country and one on his, on his little on his little talk show on his little show thing. And one and of them, one of the girls. The girl out the country owned rights to one of his publishing companies or something. 
and he and he molested her. Man, don't ask me. Y'all support me. Listen, y'all go do your own research. I just put it out there. Go okay. do your own research. See, one okay. thing they told us, homie, if you want to hide something from a nigga, put it in the book. So go do your own research. Don't take my word for it. Don't question me. It's public information. Hmm. Okay. All right. Now, what is what is what is Charleston's goal in in it, what you're trying to do? What are you trying to accomplish with everything that you're doing? I don't. I, 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 I don't have a goal. You don't have nothing that you're trying to get yeah. done. I don't have nothing I'm trying to do, huh? Nothing at all. Okay. Nothing at all. I, I feel like because here's here's my take on it. I feel like. You have a great message, you know what I'm saying, and you can speak to 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 the kids that who are coming up behind you, or you know, little ones that's coming up. That you have something important to say. Um, sometimes I feel like it could be it could be off message of what your real goal is, but I feel like you know. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't have a goal. You telling you you you're a man telling me what you think about me. And you don't know me. Nigga, I just told you I don't have a goal. I don't have no goal. Okay, but I think you're mad. I don't give a damn about the kids. Hold on, listen. And then I don't give a damn about the kids coming up behind me. I don't give a damn about what the kids hear me say. We've been sitting around hearing people say all our motherfucking lives. What is the people saying? Fuck what they saying. What are they doing? So the people that I actually do for in real life, they're not caught up on what I'm saying on the internet. Because I actually do in real life. So it's not hindering my goal. It's not hindering my purpose because I have a purpose. I don't have a goal. I'm walking in purpose. So what I do, you just ask me all the things I do in real life. So why would you be so caught up into the things I say on the internet when we was always taught is it's not what you say is what you do. Actions speak louder than words. My real life actions should overshadow my outlandish Facebook persona, a social media persona. So I don't give a fuck how nobody feel about what I'm saying. It don't stop me from sitting on that court hearing when a kid catch a murder case working as a criminal defense mitigation specialist. So I'm not caught up in trying to convince you guys on the internet what I do in real life. When the people in real life, I don't give a fuck about your kids, nigga. I care about my son. So I'm the change that I want to see. Okay, no, what, I guess more so what I'm asking is what you're saying is good. How can other people, what you're saying, can, can actually help? Listen, I don't want no help, homie. I've been doing this for 10 years. Why y'all trying to come in now? I don't work with Barack Obama. I don't work with President Trump. I don't work with over 50 U.S. congressional members in the United States of America getting laws abolished in this country. What I need y'all for now? I don't need no help. The people in my community help me, homie. This is what I want all y'all to know. Charity starts in the home. Don't try to come help Charleston when you got cousins, uncles, aunts, neighbors, your children, friends. Don't worry about me. Get off the internet listening to me and listen to the inner you. Because you can be doing some things. Not you, but y'all watching me. You could be doing some things in your real life, what I'm doing in real life. I'm just on here having fun. Okay. Okay. Oh, and plus they pay me now, you know, for the internet personas now so now i get so now it's a character so 
I, I gotta, I'm, if you Google my name, it says what I do in real life. But most people hadn't done the research. So how can people follow your path in doing something? Man, fuck following my path. You got a purpose God gave you. Don't follow my path. Take, don't ignore me. Ignore me. You grown motherfuckers ignore me. I got, I'm for you. God gave you a purpose. You got a mother who have told you what your purpose was. You had a teacher who told you what your gifts were. Why would you want to follow Charleston White? Man, you grown motherfuckers is dumb, homie. All the people in your family who've been around you and poured into your life, why are y'all looking to me to follow me? Uh-uh. I'm not for you. I'm for those children that I'm arguing with and going back and forth with on the internet. I'm not for you grown, stupid motherfuckers who mismanage money, cheat on your wife, get drunk, get high, and don't pray to God. I discovered this purpose. So you got to go discover your own purpose. Don't follow me. The Bible says sell all your things and follow Jesus. Don't follow Charleston. That's all I'm saying. Take don't Y'all are trying to make this about me, homie. Y'all ignoring what I do for children. I'm saying look at the conditions black children are in. The black baby mama don't get along with the black baby daddy. What the fuck y'all listening to me for? Go make it right with your baby mama. Go spend time with your children. Stop talking about me. My son, I raised. My daughter, I raised. My wife is downstairs. My wife ain't at home worried about if I'm cheating on her. My children ain't worried about, my son ain't never saw me drunk. So I'm a, I'm a pillar in my community. Man, y'all need to find something to do with y'all life and get off the internet and stop falling in love with every sensation that come across your timeline. Get up and do something in real life is what I'm saying to you black motherfucker. So I don't want, I don't want now motherfucker following me. Fuck you, poor motherfucker. I don't give a fuck about now one of you motherfuckers following me, nigga. Your children is looking for somebody to follow and they not following you because y'all looking to follow somebody. My son follow me. My son follow me. Me and that nigga hang out like pot. So now nah, I don't want no grown motherfucker following me. Fuck y'all, nigga. I've been doing this for 10 years. I don't need now some bitch. I don't need your money. None of that. I ain't like your preacher begging for grant money and tithe money. I get my money from dope dealers, killers, hoes, prostitutes, and them people out the streets. I don't bother working people for their money. I go to the streets and get everything I need to keep my organization sustained for 10 years. So I don't need y'all. Tune out. Have your kids watch me. Because all y'all going to do is sit up, put your mouths on me, and talk about me like you've done your preachers and everybody else. I don't need y'all, homie. Huh? I got everything I need in here. And I've been walking on water before y'all even discovered me. We killed a white man when I was 14 years old. Nigga, I'm an arrogant, cocky nigga. Because I don't know too many niggas that ever stood over a white boy and watched him die. So I'm a different kind of nigga than you niggas. I'm a different kind of nigga than you niggas. So can't no nigga who ain't never killed no white man. My ears is closed to a nigga who ain't never hurt no white boy. A nigga who ain't never hurt no white boy can't tell me a motherfucking thing. Preacher, nobody, nigga. So now, my nigga, y'all ain't y'all y'all ain't want to talk to me. You ain't killed no white man. You ain't raped no white woman. You ain't caused no harm to them white folks. Until you niggas go call no nah, nigga. I ain't that nigga y'all want to talk to. You got to go to that white boy's job on Monday, nigga. 
I tell a white boy, fuck yourself. The male, everybody know about how the kind of nigga I am. So now I ain't nothing like you niggas, homie. For real. My record reflect that. So now, nigga, I don't need nobody for nothing. Because when it's all said and done, nigga, when it's time for me to die, ain't now motherfucker getting in that casket with me. And then now, nigga, come out mama's pussy with me. So this is a solo journey. I'm a warrior. Warriors have to go alone. You soldier boys go find your army to follow you a general. I ain't no general. I'm a warrior. And I'm on this by myself. All by my motherfucking self, my nigga. So I don't need nobody to join this. I hear you. The only thing is, from what you were saying, you don't want you don't want kids following rappers, but you don't want them to idolize them. And it's like, okay, so how does the parents, because I'm a parent, you know what I'm saying? I got four kids. So how do, as a parent, do I get them away from that rapping message that's going to put them in a trick bag to putting them in, like, listen. Make your son see you as a hero. Make your son see you as a hero. Nigga, ain't nobody greater than me to my son, my nigga. Up until my son was 10 years old because I was directly involved in his life from the time I conceived him out of my nuts. He heard my voice in his mother's stomach. I read to him when he was in his mother's stomach. I went to the doctor's appointments with his mother. When he was born, I was right there to meet that little nigga out. As soon as he come out that pussy, I was ready to meet him. And I've been there ever since. And I took him with me from the time he was a baby. He didn't go to daycare. He didn't, he didn't hang with his mama. He didn't stay home getting fed with his mama. He was in the trap in the streets with his daddy. With him and his daddy and his daddy friends. So he got to see how other men look up to his daddy, treat his daddy. And up until that boy was 10 years old, he thought I could lift a house. I've been his hero his whole life. I never let nobody come in and replace me as the hero, nigga. To him, I'm the baddest motherfucker alive. And I let him walk and see, I let him see me be a bad motherfucker in real life. So ain't nobody fit to come in and dethrone me, nigga, to that boy. You got to kill me to dethrone me. So how a rapper go come and infiltrate my household and dethrone me and my son ain't never even seen these niggas. So I'm the one got to tell him, man, them niggas, them niggas fake. Hell, we some killers. So my son done seen 60 real killers in real life because all my friends done killed before. So how a rapper gonna come out and do up? When I can stand before a kid and say, hey, nigga, I done kill, he done kill, he done kill, he done kill, but we loving fathers, we husbands, we men of God. This is what redemption look like. See, the rappers can't display what redemption look like. They make killing sound fun and cool. They can't tell you about the dream, the nightmares. They can't even tell you about that part of killing. So now, homie, so how you beat them is you find out who your kid like. You find out who your kid look up to. And now you got you to gotta compete with that. You got to compete with his rappers, Rolls Royce. You ain't got no Rolls Royce daddy. Poor ass daddy. You ain't got no gold chains around your neck like them rappers were when he went. Nah, you can't compete with them now, daddy. You ain't the hero no more. Shit. So until you can get you a Rolls Royce, till you can go get you a Bentley, till you can go get you a Rolex watch and chain, you can't compete with the rappers no more, daddy. You done lost your place. So I'm telling niggas, go back and restore the hearts of your sons back to the fathers. Fathers to fathers, because now these little niggas is fathers, right? So 
Go restore the hearts back to the fathers. That's how you get them away from the rappers. Putting their morals and principles back into them. Where, where that jewelry and that voice, all that shit don't matter. Well, for one, we got to let them know that it's, that's not the rapper's car. That's not the rapper's jewelry. That's his costume. That's what they, that's part of the marketing and the app. So that's his costume that come in the contract. As soon as you sign the contract, you get the car, you get the jewelry, you get the clothes. Y'all saw me in Atlanta. Y'all saw me in Atlanta. I had the car, the clothes, all that. Nigga, they geek, they geek. They, that's the costume that come with the contract. And I'm saying, man, I don't want this shit. That's the costume, man. They gonna put you, man. You're gonna be jumping out of road Rossi. That's to get the young people mind. They kept telling me, man, you can't look like an old drunk. The, the young niggas go dismiss you as a dope fiend, a crackhead. So they made sure I had the perfect edge up. They covered up my ball spot. Nigga, they put me in all the Gucci clothes. That was to play on the minds of the young people. And I'm saying, nah, man, y'all trying to make me too perfect. Man, hell no, nah, fuck that shit. They didn't want me to have no edge up. Do this. Man, man, they, I was perfect. They put me in the right kind of clothes. They know how to, man, take this picture. The right, that's the play on the minds of the young people. And I'm saying, no, nah, man, old man, get ball spot. All old men ain't drunk. I can look, so they didn't even want me leaving. They never wanted me to get on the internet looking like this. They wanted me dressed up every time because it would kill the image of the young people. They, we got, so they, they want me to look like the rapper and feed them. And I'm saying, no, nah, we need to look like they dads. We need to sound, I need to sound like they uncles. So I'm not changing nothing. I'm gonna look like what they see in the neighborhood. So homie, they plan on our children. And so what's, what's happening to us, our children are looking at us and they dismissing us because we the broke niggas now. Cause every, all these niggas look like they millionaire niggas. So they dismissing us. Oh man, fuck daddy, man. Dad old working at it. He ain't got no money. Daddy drive a Nissan. Man, daddy got a 2019 Maximum, man. It ain't no 2020 Bentley truck. So we getting dismissed, huh? Go ahead. You, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Yeah. So when you think about 10 years ago, Lil Wayne, it might have been 15 years ago, homie. Lil Wayne uh, said a nine to five is overrated. So they started, they started assassinating the image and the character of the square working man, right? What's the mm -hmm. first thing niggas say? Oh, nigga, you ain't never been to prison. Oh, you ain't never killed nobody. I say it. So I got some niggas tell me, shit, no, cuz you ain't never been to prison. So I got some nigga got a got an and one on me. Nigga, you ain't never been to prison. So this is what we idolize. This is what we propagate. This is what we promote. This is what we glorify. This is what we idolize. I do public speakings, homie, for the Department of Homeland Security. I train uh, uh, North Texas Human Trafficking Division, right, at the Department of Homeland Security. Homie, I tell them people in my community, in the black community, a pimp and a whore is nothing to be ashamed of. It's actually a prestigious position. We idolize pimps. We glorify whores. But in, in the real world, man, a pimp is a low-down, dirty motherfucker. He's disgusting in the real world. But in our world, he up there with the pastor. He's almost equally with the preacher. So 
everything that we embrace from that rapper's hip hop culture standpoint, everything about it is negative. So how can we embrace that? And we got fathers who are just struggling to be good fathers. We got niggas who can't be daddies, but they fighting and struggling just to be present, to be in the kid's life. They can't be a father, but they can be present, right? It's better to be present than just absent, an absent father. Being present don't make you a father. You can't provide, you can't protect. So you just gotta kind of coach, try to guide, become an example, reflect, right? A son can do nothing but what he see his father does. A son can do nothing but what he see his father does. So if he don't see his father, he looking to see something. And most of the time, what do he see? Mama, grandmama, rapper. Mama, grandmama, rapper. He don't, see, he don't engage no other kind of man. So now this is what we have. Look at the reflection of our community, the hip hop culture. Listen to Megan Stallion them lyrics. Listen how demeaning they speak about men. Like how the men rap lyrics are so demeaning about the women. So what that is, that's a reflection of the home life in the black community. Baby mama, baby daddy how they talk to each other. So now it's in art form. Now our children are mimicking this art because children repeat what they hear and mimic what they see. Children repeat what they hear and mimic what they see. So she a nigga, here we are. Yeah. So I come along attacking the problem, but it's not, the root of the problem, right? It's, it's the problem, but it's not the root. This gets us to the root. Okay, why is all this over here? The lack of fathers, which is the root of the problem. See, daddy goes sit you down and tell you, nigga, that's bullshit. Them niggas ain't killed 50 niggas. Daddy go, you see what I'm saying? Daddy go break down the video and can break it down to you. Yeah. Daddy can tell you that all oh, this is image, just like wrestling, man. They, children believe everything they see on TV is real until their brains begin to develop and logic and reasoning start saying, no, nah, that ain't real. But what children, when a kid has a toy gun, in his mind, that's a real gun. So when a kid is shooting you, in his mind, he's shooting you. That's why when you give the response, like he really shot, that's why it's so thrilling to him. Because in his mind, it happened. He don't know you playing. As he gets older, these habits begin to resonate by, because you don't form these habits, right? Yeah. Actions, actions, habits, that's how they form. Your thought dictate your actions. Your actions is what develop your habits, right? So all of your childhood actions from four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, depending on your parents' age ain't no telling what type of negative shit you was exposed to. When we young parents, we do young dumb shit. We leave the weed out, we leave the cocaine out, we we the the the, the kids, we leave the door open when we're having sex, we leave the door unlocked, the kids just get bust up in the door. 
We got the porn on until we got the porno tapes laid out. The kids see us. So when we're young, you ain't thinking about none of that. You just living young. And we all had children when we were young, right? So they get exposed to some things. They see some things and they hear some things that we forget. But it left a lifelong impression on that young, impressionable child's mind. So here come the lyrics that they get to pick of their own. We're not picking the lyrics they choose. They choose their own lyrics by whatever nature's in them, whatever spirit in them that draws them to whatever destructive lyrics that they like to hear. We don't get to pick those words. Most of the time, we don't even know what they listen to. Paulo and Janet will make you wet your pants, but to me, they just two more tramps with some good ass motherfucking pussy. That's what Too Short was singing to me, nigga, at 12 years old. Boy, if you don't think I wasn't getting poor, <laughs> they, boy, if you don't think I would disrespect Paulo and Janet will make you wet your pants, but to me, they just two more tramps with some. Man, if you think I wasn't a disrespectful sexually little boy to the girls in my school and class, me and my homeboy, me and my homies like to play this game. Some call it Amtrak, but some call it the train. We all will line up in a single file line. Come on, homie, you didn't think we didn't start running train? Yeah. <laughs> we never. Homie, listen, if we got your daughter, she was 12 or 13 years old, she might like me. No, baby. My partner said you got to sleep with all of us. And because I want to be accepted by my friends, I don't want to be the nigga being soft and falling in love with the girl. You feel to sleep with all of us. And if my brother come home, he may be 17, 18, 16, 17, 18. If he come home, you getting all of them. You don't have no choice in the matter of this little mama. The music taught us that. The music taught us that, homie. The music taught us every girl you get, you try to run a train on them. That's how we decided who could be our girlfriend. We get the girl. We get in a situation. We try to run a train on them. If she say no, then we know chances are she might be the one to be the girlfriend. But you know how many girls, homie, had to give in because it was too much pressure? She didn't want to be in that situation no way. Yeah. We don't talk about that, homie. Yeah. So when we grow up and we hear Pimp C say, I kick in this dough and fuck his main, honey, honey. I'm looking at rape. I'm looking at kidnap. Hey, we never thought to say, hey, he looking at rape. He just went and said he raped. He went and stole the man dope and raped this woman. He bragged about it. So Homie, we, we, it's a destructive culture. Yeah. And I know as a, as a young rapper, right, some of the responsibility is on them, but at the same time, they're young and they're, and they're pursuing this music career too. You know what I mean? They do hold some responsibility, but at the same time, I feel like it's parents as well that, that can monitor the kids on what they what they should or should not wear or, or listen to. You know what I mean? My son, like, well, that, that, well, I, my, my response to that is, homie, you, you must not be for your people. What you mean? Was, if, if that's, if, well, because we was told it takes a village. Not, it don't take two parents to raise a child. It takes a village to raise a child. Everybody else have a village. Everybody else have a village, right? There's an African 
proverb that says, it takes a village to raise a child. How are we going to come back and say, it's on the parents? No, it takes a village well, to raise a child. I, I, I'm all for that. But at the, at, at the end of the day, I'm daddy. You listen, this is my house. You got to listen, I'm, you listen I'm, to me. I'm daddy too. But I'm daddy. Go ahead, you go, yeah. Uh, you, 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 I'm, I'm daddy, but I still need the village. I still got to send the baby to school, so I need the teachers. I still got to let him play football. I need the coach. He still got to go outside and play. I need the neighbors. We still got the black radio stations, the black DJs who have children also. I still need the morning show to do like they used to do and not play certain rap until the kids got off the school. You see what I'm saying? It takes a village, homie. It takes the responsibility of all black people to say, no, nah, man, I ain't playing that until the kids get out to school. We used to hear stuff like, I love school. Say, I love school. I, and they wouldn't play nothing until the kids got off. Morning talk radio show wouldn't have no inappropriate conversation till after the, till the kids got off to school. Rappers used to make a radio version and a CD version. They used to make one that went to the radio that was clean version, so it takes a village. But when we all become selfish and we become tribal, we become tribes again. We divide as tribes. It ain't no village no more. Daddy is trying to be a dictator. Daddy want to say, so that's how you're missing. You're trying to dictate. You can't dictate. The village go tell you what the kids listening to. The village go tell you what the kids doing and listening to. Miss, Miss Mary down the street don't tell y'all what them boys were doing standing out there at that bus stop. You don't have a clue what they doing. The man at the stove know who coming in the stove stealing. But don't nobody talk to the man at the stove. Ain't no village no more, homie. How we gonna get so grown where we reject all the things that our ancestors them taught us? We done got all this white boys education. We can pronounce all these white man fancy words. We can live next door to all these white folks around here. Now we can't raise our kids like our people done us. We said we don't need a village, huh? We don't need a village because we live next door to white folks now. We fucked up, my nigga. We fucked up as a race of people when we think it don't take a village to raise a child. Well, that was, that's why I asked in the beginning, what can, what can parents or people do to actually support you and actually get you, get, get your want village. You to support me. No, I mean, get well, the listen, village. I don't want Build the village. Charity starts in the home. If you listen to what I said in the beginning with my own children, my son, my son, my daughter, charity starts in the home. How you gonna go out and repair the black, black community when you don't even have your relationship repaired with your children? You can't openly sit down in the car and talk to your son. How you go? How you gonna come join me? I don't want you to join me, homie. Each person have to pick up their own cross, their own flag, and it starts with your relationship with your kids, or uh, your community. Your community is your village. Your community. 
So, but is each one of us know some kid in need? We, we have sons and daughters who have friends. We have cousins. We all know some young people in our circle, in our in our circumference, that's in trouble about something. We all have some friends who are some sing, know some single mothers that need whose son need a mentor. So why overlook all them people and then come to me? Well, they want to come to me because this brings publicity. This can get the cameras. He got a big following now. Uh-uh. Nah, homie. When all these lights go off, I still do this. When all these cameras and people stop calling, I still do this. I still do this, homie. When, when I was walking with no car, I still did this. Broke with no money, homie. Couldn't buy my weed. Couldn't buy me no weed. I still did this. When I couldn't feed my children, take my kids to go get ice cream, I still did this, homie. So it ain't about joining me. It's about what have God called each and everybody else to do for themselves and for the people that they know. Because the people that I know know what I've done and what I do for the people and, and that God have given me uh, reach to. This internet shit, homie, now that's entertainment at this point. But in real life, these people know, okay, we can get jobs, we can get this. What I do in real life is not for this. That's why I created a persona for this, to create, to generate discussions, to, to, to bring awareness to our conditions. I feel you. And I guess because here's where I'm coming from, right? When I was 12 years old, my mom put me in American I Can. I don't know, I don't know if you're familiar with that. That's Jim Brown's, uh, his program, his AAU program. I got taught by niggas from Compton Crip. I got, I got taught basketball from niggas from Great Street Watts. I got taught from basketball about niggas from A-Trade Gangsters. And all my mom put me in that program, right? And it was Jim Brown's program. He was the face of it, but it was a bunch of other like solid real dudes that was that I had to come in contact with every day that really taught me about some man shit, how to stand on my own, how to, you know what I mean? It was it was basketball, but it was also Rock, Rockhead Johnson was my, my AAU coach, right? Rock would take me, Rock would take me, or we would go drive to, to the Nickerson Garden Projects. He would take me down, we, we would go to, uh, to, the, uh, to the jungles. We went down the 60s hood. All these dudes from all over the neighborhood where he would take us, take us in all, we all quote unquote gangbanging in our own little right. You know what I mean? But then when we got on that court, we was all like family. You know what I mean? And what I'm speaking to is if it wasn't for the, the parents or the people like around, even though Jim Brown was a celebrity, but at the time, Jim Brown put some real dudes around him to actually build his program and take those kids that was out of poverty to go play some sports. First time I ever went to Vegas, I was 13 years old and I went with Rockhead Johnson. You know what I'm saying? And I'm saying- Yeah, you know I mean? that's what I don't want to do. I don't want everybody to say, okay, let's join him. Homie, when it's men like Rockhead did that every day before Jim Brown came along and put it together. So this is what I'm saying. You got football coaches, little league coaches. You got guys who work in the detention center. You got some youth pastors in your city that's doing this. They, they, they may not be doing it on the level, but they're doing it. 
Why not join them? Don't join me. I don't want you to, because I, 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 I got, I, I, you can't join me because I'm specifically, I'm getting people who done murdered people, homie. Everybody tied to me. I go get niggas who done killed as children and grew up what we call a state baby. I don't want nobody else. So, but it's other people got organization, nonprofits, and you guys, local areas that's doing it. How you gonna overlook those men is what I'm saying. Search and find them out in the community. Search and find them niggas out in the community. They, they out there, homie. They got small nonprofits, small little organizations. They ain't even got their 501c. They got the ideals and they got some consistent action that they're in the community with. If everybody overlooked them and come to me, then no, nah, man. I reach, I go, I go out in the streets and get them niggas that ain't even, nah, homie. And I say, him, I got some programs for you. Here you go. And I get them youth program where they can go teach after school program, where they can go teach at the juvenile detention center. Gotcha. Okay. You see I what see I'm saying? You. So yeah, yeah. Uh, we search out, just like, just like we search out the big news stories uh, in our communities, man, we got to be searching out and, and, and highlight those men that was on the court taking you through Nickerson. Those are the men we're supposed to be searching out. Gotcha. And most of them are involved in sports and stuff like that, man. So, uh, man, it's, 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 if, if each if, if each one of us can just start with our homeboys, some, we all got some homeboys we know don't do nothing for the kids. How we how we not say none of them niggas? We all got some homeboys, homie, that got five, six kids by three different women, and he may only see two of them. We don't adopt them kids for Christmas. His kid, we don't say, hey, man, uh, nigga, you need help. Hey, let me buy your son over there something for Christmas so we can have a Christmas present. We got we got cousins. Uh, all they do is lay around, smoke weed, have babies, get food stamps in section eight. Well, we think they're a piece of shit. Why we don't go help her daughter, her, they kids. How we overlook our cousins and them kids, but we want to come out in the community and help everybody else. How we gonna do that? We'll go mentor somebody else's kid, homie, but not do nothing within our own family. Nothing in our own family. So my mother always remind me, son, charity starts in the home. How you gonna be out trying to help everybody else, kid? You got problem. You got problem in your own family with people you can help. How you gonna be going to get donations out to the homeless, and you got some people in your own blood family relatives struggling with homelessness, struggling with paying the bills, struggling, but you'll go help somebody else and turn your nose up at your own blood. That's what get me by black people. So we want to go help the black community, but we go ignore the real hurt in our family. We go ignore the generational curse. We go ignore the possible mis molestation in our own family and be worried about everything outside in the black community, in the world, and ignoring our bloodline. Not trying to break the, no, nah, homie, we fucked up as a race of people. So what do you think the solution is? I know, I know what the- Charity starts in the home. I keep, I keep telling you, keep missing the solution, homie. <laughs> okay. The family. Okay. You, I keep telling you, charity starts in the home. That's your solution. Your mama, your brother, your cousin, your sister, your grandmama, your children. That's the solution, not the community. 
The man in the mirror is the solution. That's, that's the starting line, the man in the mirror. Then from now, whoever you fucking had kids with, and then them babies, because it's a curse there, right? You and whoever you, if y'all wasn't married, the children out of wedlock, like, it's a curse there. It all starts in the mirror, in the home, uh, in the family, uh, then your neighbors, then your community. That's the solution. The family coming back together, sitting at the table, saying, pass me the bread, pass me the drink. Can I get the mashed potato? That's, that's the solution. The restoration of family. Ain't no more family. Ain't no more love in the black race. Nick, we all hate each other. We hate our cousins. Our mamas and our sisters hate each other. We hate our daddies. Our daddies hate our mamas. Our mamas hate our daddies. Our grandmamas hate our daddies. Our granddaddies hate our daddies. Our other grandmama over there don't like our mamas. We born in the hate and we hate one another. We born in it, my nigga. So that's the solution. The family, restore the family. Okay, I got. It. I, I appreciate that. I got that. Yeah. Yeah, the, the family, homie. Yeah. And it all goes back to the man. The man brings restoration to the family and restores it. When he can look at himself and say, "Man, every woman I've never hurt my every woman I've never been with in my life I've hurt." Every woman I've never been with in my life, nigga, I done hurt. So nigga got to go back and make it right with every woman he done hurt. Start with his baby mama. Every woman he done hurt and done wrong. You bringing healing when you do that. Now she can start the process of her healing. Now she can get past the resentment and the, dis and the hate she got for you. It start with the man, homie. Not but 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 we we so distracted with our culture, right? With the things that our culture teaches us, which is contrary to what we know is right as men. Our culture don't birth men. Our culture don't uphold men. It don't. That's why everybody hollering mama. Mama. That's why everybody holler mama. So mama gotta work now, right? So mama done get a boy the phone. Now the phone is the boy's daddy. The phone is the boy's man. Now when the boy got the phone, he not looking for women. He looking for other men. He looking for a man on that phone. And he got all kind of man he get to pick from and learn from and draw from. He picking them on his own. He picking them in pain. He picking them frustrated. He picking them hungry. He picking them angry. He picking them discouraged. He picking them rejected. He picking them feeling unloved. He ain't picking the right kind of man. He ain't picking the right kind of man. So it got to be some adults around this kind of kid like your mama would. Boy, I'm finna take you over here and you finna be with these kind of men. I'm dropping them off. Here you go, sir. Y'all work with it. We got to be doing that searching out the right kind of man to place before our children. Your mama did it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Have and, you, uh, and, 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 and if you and, and, and just listening to you, homie, that's what you're supposed to be doing. What you got as a kid is what you're supposed to be doing today. You got the experience, you got the knowledge, you got the know-how. You know how the inner workings work between mentor, mentor program, and what it'll do for young gang at-risk kids to be able to take out of this environment, go to this environment, go here. You got you got the qualitative knowledge, homie. So you're supposed to take that childhood experience with your with your fatherhood with your love for children, and, 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 and you're supposed to take that and develop a curriculum and a program for it. You got the platform to get them in. You yeah. got the platform to get them in. So you are a fisherman of men with the knowledge of what a kid needs to make it out of those kind of conditions. Yeah. It'll come yeah. to you later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I just, I'm just, I'm just letting it soak in, man. I'm just letting it soak in. It'll come to you later. Yeah, you right. I'm show it to you later. Yeah, you, you right, you right. Um, I, I so listen. So listen. Oh, I don't mean to cut you off. So you asking me, how can you and others join me? And I just showed you how can I? I want to join you. I don't want to leave. Mm. I want. I, if you was doing it. Let me come down to what y'all doing and bring the awareness. Use my platform to bring the awareness. Say, man, there's some niggas down in the community doing this right here for kids. They doing this. They, I'm doing this over here, but man, look what they doing. Hey, man, they need some help over here. So the people from your village are come. Oh, okay, yeah, we did. Yeah. That's what we do, homie. So you do it, you do it, you do it, and the nigga with the biggest platform like Jim, Jim Brown come through and stand on over here and get everybody to come look. Hey, we over here. Oh, okay, boom. And then the next one. Okay. I see that. Okay. Um, I kind of want to like switch gears just a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, I'm riding with you. Okay. I seen that you, um, you got into it with, uh, I guess, Gilly online. About, uh, yeah. The, the Pop Hunter song or the, the Pop Hunter rapper dude. Yeah. Can you, can you explain? Yeah, yeah, little 20 year old. Can you explain what that was about? Oh. Oh, man, everybody on the internet saw what it was about. Oh, this is what I don't want to keep getting in the habit of doing, homie. Okay. Uh, keep highlighting controversy, the bullshit, right? Everybody online saw what that shit was about, homie. I voiced it. I concerned it. Say Cheese TV aired it out, right? So this becomes clickbait. Man, get now, homie. Uh, it was wrong, man. Uh, yeah, man, I'm a youth advocate. I work with children. And I was a 13-year-old kid that done something as a 13, and he wasn't no criminal. He was a witness to a crime. And he witnessed a crime. And he told what he saw. So they would try to blackball the kid, homie. So, you know, I spoke up and in, 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 in to advocate on behalf of that kid. Uh, you know, so, some others in the industry uh, took offense to it, uh, felt like the kid uh, was wrong. And I'm saying y'all wrong. Mm, okay. Okay. 
Cause yeah, I, I don't I don't think no nobody under the age of eighteen, even even eighteen, should even be at fault for any of that going on. You know what I mean in the streets? I don't I don't think I say, no. I say twenty five. I say under the age of twenty five, the human brain doesn't develop to at or around age twenty five. That's science. That's medical data. All the science research, all the medical data has proven that the human brain does not fully develop to at or around age 25. That's why your insurance rates don't go down to 25 because the insurance company been having this data and information and they know that most young people are impulsive. They don't have the full prefrontal cortex of brain development to possibly think logic and reason. So that's data, that's medical data. So you mean to tell me we go hold somebody responsible for what they do with an undeveloped brain? It's a whole bunch of niggas done some things under age 25. We just don't know about. That's why they call secrets. And men are insecure about certain things. Because they know some secrets of themselves that they haven't, you know. So now, nah, homie, we ain't for the shame. No kid for nothing. He yeah. who without sin has the first stone. Yeah. See, why are we trying to attack everything, homie? We follow these rappers. Man, we shouldn't even man, all the shit that's going on in the black community. I got motherfuckers asking me about Billy, uh, uh, this shit here, homie. All the shit that I do, all the shit that I talk about, we ain't talking about, uh, man, game. Uh, uh, we ain't talking about, we hit, we hit on game, but we know sexual exploitation is common in the rap industry. We're not talking about the miss. We're not talking about how rappers killing each other, homie. And putting, we ain't talking about homie. Look at, we talking about the message. We said, you asking me questions about Gilly and the game. Oh, homie, we ain't, we ain't for this bills, nothing for our people. That's why I don't like this shit, homie. I, that's why I ain't with the podcast shit. Cause all the niggas I see doing podcast, questioning me and asking me questions, they don't do a motherfucking thing in real life. Homie, everything about me, I do it in real life. I shouldn't subject myself to no niggas to ask me no questions about what I do in real life and they don't do nothing in real life. Niggas that question me about some internet shit and I think every nigga on the internet is a hoe, homie. That's why I treat niggas and talk to them niggas on the internet because all the niggas I know that stomp down, they not on the internet, my nigga. They not on the internet. Every nigga I know that'll kill, your, kill you, whoop your sister, then whoop, them niggas ain't on this internet, nigga. So I'm not with, homie, no, man, fuck Gilly the Kid and what them niggas stand for. Fuck trying to get a message, homie. Ask me about how we can build some economics. We ain't talking economics. We ain't talking youth engagement, homie. We talking bullshit. That's why my spirit was saying, man, I'm finna download all this shit. Man, to talk bullshit. Nigga, we ain't gonna make no money. We ain't finna kick no real motherfucking game. Where nigga, we, nah, homie, we on some bullshit as black people. And I hate the black man. I swear to God, homie. What I see on the internet, my nigga, I wouldn't join you. New nigga couldn't do a motherfucking thing. Nigga, I can't trust no nigga that won't kill no white man. I fantasize and still dream about it, nigga. I don't want to be with no nigga that don't want to hurt no white man. You niggas is asking me questions about Gilly the Kid, and we ain't bought, we ain't got 100,000 rounds of bullets. You niggas ain't got 23 assault rifles, 16 handguns, no motherfucking well, 300,000 rounds of ammunition. I know some white boys got that. 
and you niggas want to talk this entertainment shit. No, homie, I ain't got time for this. I swear I don't, man. My spirit is tired of Gilly. My spirit is tired of answering questions by rap niggas, and you niggas don't want to kill no white boy. You have a desire in your heart to kill white folk? Do I? Do you have a desire in your heart to fight people? I don't have a desire to kill nobody. Man, I got a desire to kill, nigga. That's what I'm saying. It's revolution wartime. It's revolution wartime in America, nigga. And you niggas talking about entertainment. We got, it's another pandemic about to come through. We don't know what's happening. Niggas ain't got no, no bars of beans, no rice, no canned goods, no water purification tablets, no gas masks, no nothing. What is we doing, my nigga? What is we doing? So I fuck with real old revolutionary niggas that's mad in the motherfucker at me that I'm on her getting interviews with you niggas, huh? Letting the white boy hear my ideology. You niggas ain't gonna ride when it's time to ride. You just said you don't have no desire to kill. Nigga, we got desire to kill for our race and our freedom. Cause we know one thing, nigga. We won't ever be free if it ain't no bloodshed. No race of people have ever gotten their freedom, nigga. And it wasn't no bloodshed. That white boy understand bloodshed. He been spitting blood for 270-some years, America been at war. And we on here with this punk shit. No, homie. Who got some land where we can go out and start shooting target practice? Showing these young niggas how to shoot guns. Make bullets. Make bombs. Who know how to make bombs? So now, homie, get me off this shit. That's what I'm saying, nigga. I'm with some more kind of shit. You niggas want to talk internet talk. Nigga, I want to talk revolution. I'm, in, I'm revolution. I'm revolution, nigga. Get away from that white boy. Fuck the Dallas Cowboys, nigga. Fuck a rap Jew producer. Them niggas got to lay in the bed with homosexuals to make music. If you, if you say something about homosexuals, they want to err you, nigga. I disrespect Jews. Punks, whoever, anything that ain't God in my eye. And God even said it's a time to kill. It's a time for war and it's a time for peace. Nigga, it's war time. Straight up, my nigga, it's war time. I damn near sleep with my gun. It's war time, nigga. So I ain't with this. Man, we wasting time with this shit here, nigga. My people getting sick of me. Talking this gilly the kids shit, nigga. We nigga, I mean I I wanna enjoy man, it feel good to kill a white man, homie. It feel good. It feel good. So now nigga, fuck all that. Nigga, let's talk about how good it feels. What I mean explain good, explain that. Explain see, what you mean when you say you got to go kill you one. You got to have a desire to want to kill. Nigga, why would I explain that to you and you have no desire to want to see what it feel like? You have no desire to kill your white person. You don't want to rape no white bitch. You don't want to rape a white gal. I want to do to them what they done to And I don't want to go to hell. with white folks going. If I got to die and wake up and white folks in hell, I want to go to hell. I don't want to serve a God that's going to let white folks have all this down here and then still let them go to hell. No, I don't want that God. 
I don't want to do nothing with no nigga. That nigga, he ain't got nothing in his heart to hurt white people. No, -uh. no, nigga, let me go. We go end this interview right now. You can end it right here, nigga. I'm revolutionary, and I'm sick of these rapping niggas and all these other niggas want to interview me. They asking the same question every goddamn thing I get on my nigga. The same goddamn question. Ain't nothing new. Ain't nothing different. Mother just want to get an answer from a nigga. Man, what's up with you and that nigga? Say, homie, a light-skinned nigga like Gilly couldn't even eat at my grandmama's table. Grandmama and them didn't like light-skinned yellow babies. I'm from the South. They don't, nigga, we ain't free down here. And all you niggas know about is nigga on nigga, black on black. No, nigga, I ain't that part of black people. I got, I got niggas in my ear. Nigga say, nah, homie, we still, it's still niggas still hate white folks that I talk to. I still talk to old folks who hate white. My grandmama racist. She like a racist white man. She don't like Mexicans, nothing. So now, nah, homie, I'm, I'm a different nigga that y'all just didn't happen to stumble up across. But I'm a hateful-ass nigga. I believe in segregation. I don't give a fuck about Dr. King. I don't give a fuck about Malcolm X. I don't give a fuck about Prince, Aretha Franklin. I don't give a fuck about none of them people. Tyler Perry. Give a fuck about none of that shit, nigga. I only care about niggas who care about killing white folks. And I love racist white men who hate niggas, who know our place. You ain't never seen a red bird and a blue bird flying together. Black people is the only ones want to fly with white people. Black people are the only ones want to go to the Italian restaurants and eat. Italians don't never want to come to the soul food house and eat. The Jews don't never want to come to the soul food house and eat. So now, my nigga, I'm nigga. Ignorant nigga playing smart. Ain't nothing about me smart. Ain't nothing about me smart. I'm an ignorant motherfucking nigga who killed him a white boy as a kid. Led a pack of niggas to go kill us a white man. My man say, homie, no. So when I get mad, that's my comfort. Knowing I get to go be embraced by our ancestors, nigga. When I die, the ancestors waiting for me to get that, nigga. You niggas go have a hard time getting into the arms of the ancestors. Y'all done got too comfortable enjoying this European Englishman fruits of his labor. You just the spars of walls. But what you enjoying today is the fruits of the white man labor. He give you a job. He give you LeBron James. He gave you Kobe Bryant. Didn't no black man introduce Kobe Bryant to the world? A white man did. So yeah, y'all keep loving Jay-Z. Y'all keep loving Oprah. All them bojangling Negroes. A nigga gotta get up and go to a white man's job. White man, you eating out of a white man's hand because you can't create your own business. You can't manufacture no products. You can't create nothing of your own. So now, nah, homie, I ain't fucked that. Nigga, I'm gonna die ignorant. I'm gonna die a fool. Cause one thing I was always told, nigga, God look after babies and food. So y'all let me be a fool and y'all go on and, 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 and try to uh, goddamn me uh, interview. But now, nah, homie, I got to go build something. We can't build a motherfucking thing on her talking. And the old nigga told me, two black people don't have no business fucking with each other. I say, why, pops? He said, all they going to do is argue and squabble. All the black men got his conversation. All two black motherfuckers go do is get together. They ain't gonna get together to be or nothing. 
Why you think you don't see black men building nothing together? They want to discuss. They want to tell their ideology. Well, I think this. Well, I think this. Well, I think this. Well, I think this. LeBron James better. Michael Jordan better. See, Dallas Cowboy. Let me. So that's how black folk do. If I may, let me. That's it. They not gonna be with Let me interject because I'm a different type of black dude. I'm 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 a, I'm a different type. I, I, I don't know what kind of nigga. That's what I'm saying. We ain't finna keep going back and forth about what type of nigga you is, what type of nigga I am. I'm sick of this shit with niggas, homie. Let's just okay. end this now. I'm finna pull me up some goddamn weed. Man, this shit ain't doing nothing. Homie. We just go be we just sharing ideology. Man, well, I think this. Man, what about this? Man, fuck that. Nigga, we let's get some money together. Let's build something together. Let's tear down something. Let's kill together. Let's die together, but let's do something in action. Let's but do before, something in action. I, I feel you. Talking, man, I'm but sick before, of the, the, before the action, before the action, before the action, it and it is a plan. Don't you? Don't I ain't you no plan. plan. I, I, don't, I don't plan shit. I get up and do. The Holy Spirit lead me. When I wake up in the morning, I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do. I'm gonna smoke some weed and then I just go. I ain't got no plans for nothing, homie. Y'all go plan. I ain't got time to sit and plan. I've been doing. I can't stop and sit and plan and talk. Nigga, I've been doing. And man, I don't want, I, I got, I, at this point now, man, just, I'm having too much fun to come and sit and do this. Because now, nigga, I hate explaining myself. I hate explaining. And nigga got me explaining myself. Man, well, you and get, man, fuck that, homie. Fuck them bitch ass nigga. Fuck them Philly nigga. Fuck a nigga on the internet listening to me. I think a nigga weak in a motherfucker, homie. I think a nigga is a whole ass nigga sitting up on the internet listening to me. Nigga, you falling in love with my conversation. I don't listen to no man. I don't wake up and watch no man. Nigga, I'm a motherfucking God. Motherfucking, I tell people what to do. I ain't got time to listen to no preacher. I ain't got time to listen to no motivational speaker. Nigga, I've been a bad motherfucker as a little bitty nigga for 43 years. Man, I don't want to hear nothing nobody got to say. Can't nobody tell me shit. I don't want to work with no nigga. I'm too arrogant. I'm too egotistical. And nigga, I might fuck your woman if I like her. I'll be winking at your wife if I think the bitch pretty. Nigga can't trust me around this bitch. I'm a low-down, dirty motherfucker, so I stay in this corner by my motherfucking self. I don't want to fuck with no nigga. And if his daughter get fine, and she grow old and he die, I try to fuck his daughter. So I don't want no nigga around me. So I, I don't want no nigga around me. Fuck these niggas. I don't want no motherfucking nigga. I want number women. I want all the bitches and hoes around me. Because they pay ties. Niggas don't pay ties. Yeah, them hoes go sock it to a nigga's pocket. A nigga go ask too many goddamn questions. So yeah, now nah, nigga, I want all bitches and hoes. I don't want to fuck with no nigga. Go on, have your good day, my nigga. I'll talk to you later. All right, man. I appreciate you, man. <laughs> yo, man, that was Charleston White. Um, yo, man, dope interview. Charleston, appreciate you for coming on. Um, let's build, Black people. Let's build. Yo, man, this has been the Tap In Podcast. Holla.